Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas and the surrounding areas, people, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host Dennis Simpson as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Remax of Hot Springs Village. The award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007. Find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com. Ike Eisenhower State Farm. Ike and his award-winning team have been serving the insurance needs of folks all around Hot Springs Village since 1998. Ike has qualified for State Farm's President's Club, Chairman's Circle, and Hot Springs Village Insurance Agent of the Year. Call Ike Eisenhower State Farm today at 501-984-4100. That's 501-984-4100. Find them online at IkeEisenhower.net. Call them today for all your insurance needs because, like a good neighbor, Ike Eisenhower State Farm is there. Back with Gavin and Lindy, and we are going to show you what happens when you watch too much Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Right, Lindy? (laughs) (laughs) About two years ago? Mm-hmm. Here, here, here I am minding my own business at an estate sale, minding my own business. <laughs> Just happened to have an HSV inside out cap on, if I'm not mistaken. And this lovely lady comes up and goes, hey, hey, aren't you that guy? And, you know, had I known, <laughs> had I known, I should have realized I was going to be that guy for a lot longer. Helen <laughs> and Lindy, welcome to the village. <laughs> Tell us about your journey. I can't, I really, I can't wait to hear the whole story. Oh man, it's 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 been a fun journey. So you know, I guess back when we first met, we had just moved. I think or got in our house. Uh, this was a second house for us. We still have, and we still do have, but we had our house in in the Dallas Fort Worth region. Mm-hmm. And the idea was is we were going to come here, you know, ever so often, you know, about once a month, once every six weeks, I guess was what the thought was, and just to get away from the 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 metroplex chaos. And, um, and then just kind of just get away for quiet and just enjoy. But I think since then, um, we have, uh, we, we bought the property behind us. So we have, we bought a second property. And then, uh, just this past, uh, over the past month, we've been in the process of relocating Lindy's dad. And so he now has a house here in the village as well. And then, um, uh, Lindy, I think, has spent about 90% of her time here in the village instead of the once to twice every six weeks. Ever since the summer, this past summer. Yeah. That's what it's become. It started, yeah, it started out as the, the getaway house. And she I got like, away. I have to say, it, it was addictive. It became, you you predicted it 
Dennis. It's become addictive. And um, I like to say that we are accidental Arkansans. Um, you know, one of the questions that you sent in the message was, you know, tell us about your decision to move here. And I was kind of like, there never really was a decision. <laughs> and we never really did sit down and say, hey, let's move. Let's just make a move. It's just kind of happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the original plan was when we went was we were going to, um, you know, we believe in diversifying, uh, looking for, you know, for purpose of retirement. I'm self-employed. Mm-hmm. And so I have to think about my retirement. Nobody's going to do it for me. I have to think about it myself. And um, we know how the stock market works. So even though we have a little bit there, that's not the whole exactly. And so we thought we had a little extra cash. And then first um, we said, you know, uh, my mom and I had actually said about let's go to, in together and find some land. And so we decided let's go to Oklahoma because Oklahoma had cheaper land at the time. It was right around COVID. Um, and so we were able to go out. So we looked, put our um, put put in offers on multiple properties. Uh, we started off with land. Started, then we started looking at houses and said, why don't we double it up so we can have a place to go to? So we started looking at houses. All those properties end up going <laughs> under and we never got, you know, didn't get our offer accepted. And after we tried everything, we were praying and we were sitting in our living room and said, you know, God is trying to get our attention. And so we said, if we're having every offer closed and every door shut, but we feel like we need to go and purchase property, we're looking in the wrong area. And we looked all throughout Oklahoma uh, from northeast, south and west. And so we stopped and we were in there and we were praying. And all of a sudden, my mom actually said, have we ever thought about going to Arkansas? And she and I had visited once. It's, it's a gorgeous area. So it says, well, let's where was that? Oh, hot springs. Let's go try it out. So I immediately pulled it up. And by that weekend, we were traveling up here looking at properties. And then we got introduced to a couple properties. Hot Springs Village was the last one we looked at. And as soon as we walked in the house, we said, this was the place. We knew it. And it was the one and only offer we had accepted. (laughs) Well, our realtor has shown us a few houses around the Hot Springs area. But any houses that she showed us in the village, we were getting this feeling like this is where we're supposed to be. This is where we want to be. I don't know what it is. Then we looked at each other and said, there's no way we could afford this. This is going to be way too expensive. uh, uh, There's no way. Mm -mm." And we did lose, I think, three offers in the village before we got this one accepted. My favorite one was what I call the Betty Crocker house. It was... uh, what was that one? I can't, uh, Berga, five Berga circle. So Berga if anybody circle. lives, well, whoever lives there now, I don't know what they God, did. Bless, God bless you. I don't know what they did with that kitchen, but that kitchen was literally like walking into whatever, 1950s Betty Crocker's kitchen. I mean, it was right, like orange and green, yellow, green, GE, yeah. double oven. Like someone could go in there and like do their own YouTube channel cooking show because it looked that good. Julia Child. Julie the Child. Brady Bunch. Yeah. The Brady yeah, exactly. Bunch. Exactly. <laughs> but we got this one, and the location and the layout is perfect for our family. Um, and so we started out, like Gavin said, every four to six weeks, eight weeks, holiday, spring break. The first summer, we stayed here about half of that summer. This past summer, actually, let's rewind. About a year ago, we made the decision that we we're no longer attending our church in Texas because we felt so connected with our church here. So we would watch 
online when we were let me, in Texas. Let me interrupt just for a sec. Do you, would you ever in a million years, three years ago, would you ever in a million years have imagined you would have felt more connected at a, at a vacation home church than you would have here? Oh, no. I don't think so. No. 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 And around that same time, January, um, I, it was about the time we had to make the decision to recommit to our homeschool uh, mm. program that we were involved in. And in my mind, we were in that to the very end. It was our jam. It was our thing. But suddenly there was kind of this second thinking going on. And I don't know, like we were not supposed to recommit to that next year. Maybe we just need to kind of go solo and homeschool independent of anything. And of course, everybody's asking, well, are you guys moving? Are you guys moving? And it's like, well, no, we kind of can't because the business is in Texas, right? But our plan is to spend all summer at the Arkansas home. And in my mind, August and after was just a big blank slate. I had no idea what life would look like. So we were here all summer. And in August, we went back to Texas. It was 120 degrees. And I said, I'm going back. (laughs) We got these things back in the Arkansas called trees. And we're going to go get under one. (laughs) It'll be hot, but it won't be 120. And lakes. Yeah. (laughs) So we came back and it's like we were kind of like that. That's really, I think, when the tables flipped, where Mm. we were here more going back to Texas every four to six weeks. And you know, for work purposes, for, you know, checking on things there, checking on my dad. And um, we found a homeschool co-op to plug into here. We're going to start that in January, getting a little more play done at the church, volunteering in different capacities, um, just building the friendships, the relationships. Um, One thing we've never been able to wrap our minds around in the Dallas Fort Worth area is everybody's so busy and I I can't understand that. You know, one of the, one, one of the things that we've talked a lot about, because when, when we first purchased the home, Lindy was asking me, she said, I said, this is a second home because at first we were talking about doing this an investment property. And I said, but when we got ready and started, I said, no, this is supposed to be a second home. I really felt like that was the case. And she asked, uh, she goes, well, what's that going to look like? I said, I don't know. I just know that we're going to spend time there and it's going to be good. And and the thing that was very difficult, she and I both have been praying about and really challenged with is for really the prior two years prior to us buying this property was this idea of community. We sought community. We wanted community. We didn't have community. And as much as we tried, it didn't quite fit. It was almost like we were visiting communities, but we were never actually a part of the community. So when we came here and the first time we visited the church that we came to here, all of a sudden it was like, oh, well, this is nice. And then Lindy looked at me after we finished and she goes, oh, they're just all being nice. They're just being kind. It's just a part of what they are. And I said, okay. So uh, it was uh, next time we ended up going and they were still nice. And she goes, I, I don't think it's true. I don't think it's real. Whatever. And then we were gone for like uh, about a month because we had to go back a month, six weeks. It was, we were gone for a while. 
And then we came back and we went back to the church. And as we walked into the church, several people came up, including the pastor says, hey, Gavin and Lindy, speaking us by name and says, welcome home. We're so glad to have you home. At that point, Lindy looked over at me. And I thought she would have tears in her eyes. It's like, <laughs> oh, my, like, this is real. They know me. I'm like, yeah, it's community. Something and- somewhere clicked for me. And I think that early on, yeah, I caught on pretty quick. Okay, we're, we're talking small town. A lot of people, like everybody knows everybody kind of thing. So mm-hmm. you better be careful what you say, who you say it to, how you talk about. That still holds true. You know, and it does still hold true, but it, it scared me. To, it really did scare me at first. But, I mean, you just keep positive and you understand there's differences, but that's part of what makes it such a beautiful thing. Well, you're, you're missing I, you're missing one piece that you're not happening to mention, okay. and that is having around, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing here, guess me, between 10 and 12,000 grandparents that will volunteer at any time. <laughs> well, that is actually very true. So they, we actually have in down our street, you know, a majority of those who live down our street are like 70, 75 plus. Uh, our next door neighbors are pushing 90. Okay. And they're just absolutely wonderful, wonderful people. Every one of them. So when it came to like this past uh, Halloween, my, our children don't do trick or treating. Oh, we yeah. haven't done trick or treating at all. It's just not something that our family does. We don't fault anybody who does do it. We just, we just chose not to do it. Well, then we had one of the older grandmothers out there says, so are your kids going trick or treat? And, and we kind of looked and then the next thing she goes, we want them to come over. So it says, okay, well, of course we're not going to tell them no. And so uh, we came home, Lindy came home and says, I tell you what, let's just let them dress up in something they already have. So they all came up with little things they're that they already threw something on. And they went over, and then another one of the neighbors says, hey, we want them to come over to our house, too, to trick-or-treat. said, okay. <laughs> so they went to, like, two or three houses for, quote, trick-or-treating. And uh, and ours were the only kids that went to their house at all. And we probably spent probably a good 15, 20, 30 minutes, depending she on. Said it was the only trick-or-treaters that she's had in 30 years. <laughs> so, like, that, that is a cool aspect, that the fact of having younger kids brings such joy to mm-hmm people in the village, so the, the grandparents in the village. But I think what probably touched my heart the most, it, it, we weren't here for more than, I don't know, probably three months or something like that. And we put cameras on our house so we can kind of be sure everything is okay. Oh. And we have a camera on the front of our driveway. And um, we were going to be gone only for about a week, and we had to take our trash out. And I was like, what are we going to do? He says, well, we're just going to have to, we'll call somebody, we'll figure something out. And I was checking the cameras the next day. I was like, our trash bin's gone. <laughs> and it, it threw me for a loop. I was like, well, okay, who stole my trash can? Because I'm thinking DFW, so somebody wants to, you know, trash can's valuable, right? And so I started going back in the camera. <laughs> it's not valuable. Uh, so, I mean, I was like, we're going to turn it. Yeah. Go through your mind. And so I went back in my cameras, and our 85-plus-year-old neighbor, Older gentleman. Older gentleman. We see him coming over. We didn't talk to him. We didn't ask him or anything. He just went over to the trash can, grabbed it. You just see him slowly bringing it up to our driveway, setting it over to the side so we wouldn't get in trouble, and off he goes. And then then it was about, you know, sometime later, we put out some flowers, and we had to be gone for a little bit. It was like, well, what are we going to do? And next thing we know, we're checking the cameras. I saw, I said, person at your door. Like, what's going on? He just, we never, never asked. He just walked over there, had a little flowering can and or a little uh, watering can. And he was watering all of our flowers for us because it was during some of the hotter days. 
and we never asked or anything. And, and I literally looked at my looked at my wife, and my tears were coming down my face. I was like, "This sweet man, we never even talked to." And I said, "We are part of a community." Yeah. I mean, because we, this was never happening anywhere else without us begging somebody. And you here, he, watch out! You watch out for everybody. Yeah. One of our kids fell, and you know, Hannah scraped her knee trying to ride her scooter. And it was just a couple of houses down, but I mean, I didn't hear her crying. And here comes one of the neighbors walking her back. Doorbell out. rings, and here comes the neighbor walking in the door with my daughter. I mean, making themselves at home okay. and saying, "Hey, she she went out there and fell and took a pretty good beating." So we all, you know, surrounded my daughter and and got her doctored up and everything. It was like, oh my, we have more eyes and ears here than we ever thought we'd ever have. I'm really letting that sink in a minute. And I can tell you a dozen stories like that. Randy and I were, uh, where was I? I was out of town. I was in Branson and I got a video doorbell clip that somebody's at your doorbell. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll pull it up and check. Now I will say just without question, I'm wildly spoiled and, and Randy's and y'all are too beginning to learn how this is like. And, and I see somebody coming up to the door. Oh, Oh yeah. It's Lauren our post lady, and she has a treat for scraps. She got out of the car, stopped and put, stopped her vehicle, got out of the car just to come down and give him a scrap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most postmen do that every week, don't they? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. It, it's an exceptional place. And once again, these are stories that I can't convey. I can't, I can't make them up. I can't translate them. Oh, Dennis, you're just trying to sell property. No, no, I'm trying to tell you what all of humanity can be like. It doesn't have to be like like we talked about with Randy. Randy had a rug delivered to his house. He texts me, hey, listen, I got a shipment, came a couple of days early, can you go get it? Uh, yeah, hang on, uh, oh, crap, couldn't get to it today, I get to it tomorrow. The next morning after that, I had to go, so it was there like 36 hours or something. Little did I know, Randy's wigging out, like somebody's going to steal that rug. That's I'm like, no, they're not. Yeah. No, they're not. I leave things on my front porch for days at a time. Yeah. That does not even begin to register in my mind. Maybe it should, but I'm like you. I When I see people put up cameras and a guy who's licensed to put up cameras with a million dollar insurance, I kind of go, what exactly do you want to see? Well, we want to see who comes sneaking up to the back of the house. I think you're wasting your money probably, you know. Yeah. You're not going to have that is, issue. we we put cameras up on this house pretty quick because mm-hmm. we weren't here. Right. But then I told Gavin, I said, don't you think we should put cameras up on the Texas house? Because <laughs> that's kind of more of a liability risk than this one. We had the doorbell. She did. She was like, okay, we've already got the four cameras up there now. She goes, um, don't you think we need to ask more? Yeah. Cause that's more of a concern. Well, I want to come back around to one in just a second. Uh, And the question is how it's changed you. But before we do that, I want to hear how it's changed your kids. Oh, my. If if that's not too personal. I mean, no, 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 no. It's interesting because we we were just talking about that. Because when we, as for the first year that we were here, uh, the children, now my middle son, every time we'd go back to DFW, the first question was, is when we coming back? Because because he's the nature guy. He's the one. He came much the reason why I wanted to come here. Wanted to get away. Needed a place to be quiet. A place to go out and just reflect. Uh, and just spend time in genuine nature. Nothing that was unadulterated, so to speak. 
Um, my oldest son really enjoyed it. My daughter, though, on the other hand, she was struggling because she's the social one, like my wife. And yeah, it's, it's the mini me we call her who, of who her. Knew? Who knew? Uh, if you saw pictures, you'd see her. She's just her in littler form. Oh, okay, yeah. and yeah. so, but she had all of her friends in Texas, and she was like, "Okay, what are we going to do about the 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 birthday parties and whatever?" And really, all three of them were struggling with the birthday parties. Who? How are we going to have friends here? What are we going to do? Yeah. And uh, and she's like, "I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back because I want to spend time with my best friend." Well, it wasn't. Uh, it was actually just a few weeks ago we were out and she said, when are we going back? I said, well, we're supposed, we're supposed to go back. You know, we told her when, and she says, do we have to? And I was like, whoa, what was the turning point? But yeah. again, she has started getting those friends. And now that she's getting connected and starting to realize, I think all three <laughs> of them are realizing that the people that were around are calmer. They're sweeter. And our children have always struggled a little bit when they get around people that are real hyper. And usually those who are real hyper, those have been around a lot of technology. Uh, the parents take them out to all the big trampoline parks and the big, you know, hubaloos. And our children, we just don't do that with them. And the people that we know now, they don't do a lot of that. Um, and many of them have never even experienced it. So they're a lot calmer. They're a lot quieter. They can go out and just enjoy nature. You know, they, that, that's their entertainment. And the more we're spending time here, I think the more they're really desiring just to be calm yeah. and they enjoy being around the calm. And I think that there's not as much running around um, because he, even though like we're an hour to Costco in Little mm -hmm. Rock, um, I like to shop at Kroger. That's 30 minutes into town. Mm -hmm. Um but generally on a daily basis, there's not running over here for this appointment or running over here for this play date or that play date or this activity. So we really are together and home a lot more. And I also recognize that that is probably unique to our family. I know that that's not every family because of the sheer fact that Gavin's self-employed and able to work from home and we homeschool. So I know that those are unique circumstances to our family, but what we both have noticed is just our relationships amongst our family mm -hmm. strengthening. We're closer because we're able to be together more. Um, I, I wish that upon every young family mm -hmm. because we have seen in a lot of ways, the fruits of our labor in cultivating relationships with our kids um, and having conversations with them that if we were busy, both, working outside the home and having them in school, we wouldn't have time for those conversations. And I think there's that's where a lot of the maturity has come from on their part because we've had conversations with them by these ages that they're at, that they, they have really matured in so many ways. And that's not robbing them of a childhood. No, they, no, no they're that's... still very much enjoying a childhood, but, but there's maturity that that's with but, that too. But you're more, and, and I, I want to time out just for a sec. We're not going to pause the tape or anything, but I, I want to just make a note. The, the people in Dallas Fort Worth that we're talking about, these are not evil people. They're just busy. No, 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 no. Right. And, and, and I get it. I mean, it's, it's a different set of priorities. It's all that, but I think, inadvertently inadvertently i think we get to a place where the children literally see you as a chauffeur and the entertainment committee 
Right. Because you're taking us from one event to another event, to another event, to the air park, to the, all these things you mentioned, Gavin, which is a, a, a super valid point. But in the midst of that, you don't sit down and have serious, long, meaning conversations with your children that you get to know each other. And I know that sounds stupid. There are children, but we don't know each other. But in some ways, that's true. Is that fair? Well, I think it's, you know, one of the things that we've reflected on in Dallas-Fort Worth, and let's just say in the larger metroplex cities, period. So that would be, at least in Texas, you know, in Dallas-Fort Worth, Houston, San Antonio, Austin. These areas are so large. And, of course, they said uh, just in the past 10 years, I think, since, uh, I'm sorry, since COVID, so the past three years, uh, Dallas, or the Fort Worth region, has grown over, was it 50,000 or something? 50,000 people have moved to Fort Worth just in two years. And which it makes it the number seven of the the fastest growing area in the nation. And and the problem that we've had since living there over the past 15 years, uh, at least for me, Mm -hmm. um, has been that we were talking about community we were part of a larger church. We met people who had similar values yeah. and we had people that, you know, we really love and we really like, you know, love spending time with them. But because of the nature of the Fort Worth area, they may only be 10, 15 miles from us, okay. but it's going to take 45 minutes to go see them because of, traffic. Because of the traffic and the everything else. And we're in two totally different neighborhoods and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when you look at it from a weekly basis, you know, when do you usually see these people? Usually it's during church or during a small group or Sunday school or whatnot, at least mm-hmm. for us. But to try to go see them during the week, it's a 45-minute drive there, 45 minutes back. Then you're going to spend an hour and a half with them. That's three to four hours that you're spending just for a little slot of time of spending time with them. And if you want to do it on a weekly basis of just spending time in fellowshipping, that's four hours with just one couple, one group, one person. Mm-hmm. And you do that with two or three people, you've just spent equivalent of two to three days in traffic and movement just to spend a couple of hours with each individual. And here, we've got people down the street. I mean, we went to a, 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 a Christmas shindig that was done by the I block over Christmas here. Open house. Two minutes to walk down there, two minutes to come back. We spent three hours over there, or two or three hours, and... I mean, we we were we were so re, you know rejuvenated. It was we didn't a have beautiful time with our neighbors. We weren't we weren't drained from the energy from the traffic. We weren't drained from having to stop at all the lights or people honking at us or telling us that we're number one. You know, whatever the situation may be, because we were running into all that, and that's where we were missing the community. We had a lot of great people, but we just couldn't get together with them to get. Uh, refilled, and that's what we needed was to be yeah. refilled. I be that. It's not that we couldn't get together with them. I think it's that we chose to maintain control over our time and our schedule yeah. because that domino effects, like Gavin was talking about, the 45 minutes in traffic to get somewhere for a, a small group or a Bible study, and that elevates the stress level, which then, you know, domino effects into everything. So um, I think that we chose to prioritize just, I don't know, prioritize what? Prioritize our time, prioritize our our schedules, um, because then we were also missing out. You know, Gavin was trying to plug into a men's group on Wednesday nights. I was trying to go to a women's group on Thursday nights. And then that's two nights out of the week. We're not 
home as a family in the evenings. And then there's not those connections. There's not those, oh, hey, I got this email today. Oh, hey, Dennis called today. Oh, hey, we need to talk about this on the budget, whatever. So um, I think the disclaimer, like you said, Dennis, it's not that people in the big cities are evil people. And it's not that they even have different values. There is, I think, um, the aspect of the booming population in those areas affecting the infrastructure and the traffic that contributes to the stress level. And then when you have a lot of families, young families that feel the pressure to have the kids and all the sports and the activities and chauffeuring them around everywhere. And those are good things. Those are good things. And we don't judge those that do those. But again, we chose to um, pull our kids and say, no, I'm not driving (laughs) 30 minutes to 45 minutes twice a week for baseball practice. I'm not driving at one point. It was an hour because of traffic to go to dance lessons and an hour to get down the road. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Well, and here's the thing that I think is important because you're talking about how it changes us and changes the children. Mm -hmm. My business office, the the office for my business is only about 15 minutes or so from my house there in Mm -hmm. Haslett. Okay. Uh, So I go Monday through Friday. I get there by 8, 830. I sleep, wait a little bit um, later in the mornings before I go in. In the afternoons, you know, I try to finish up by 5, 530 and then head on home. So I'm home every night, let's say by six o'clock, roughly most nights. And then I get to have breakfast with the children. And I get to do all that. So wonderful. When I'm here, because I work from home, I actually put in more hours. So I tend to start, you know, 8, 830 still. But then also I was working into the evening and just because of trying to keep things moving. And you, you know how it is. Mm-hmm. So I one day I said, you know, children, I think what I may try to do is I may try to get myself an office. Because so that way I can be able to separate my time and everything. And they beg me, please don't. I mean, immediately without hesitation, get daddy, daddy, please don't do that. I said, okay. And I said, but if I did that, then I would be home. They go, no, the fact that you're here, we feel the difference in the presence of you being here and you're not gone. Number one. And then whenever you are here, we get to do these different things together as a family Mm -hmm. and even though you're putting in more hours, they're telling me, you know, the, the time we are having together is still quality time. And they didn't want me to be away in that. And then one of the things that and I still feel guilty and part of the reason I was putting in the hours was because I have all my employees, everybody's there and they're working and I'm not in the office. I'm, I want them to know that I'm still working and I'm not just taking quote vacation time. Right. And it wasn't until probably just uh, a month or a couple months ago. I told the employee, I said, well, I, I've got to stay another couple of weeks because this is what's going on. And they go, oh, we don't blame you. Uh, we'd stay there, too, if we were you. Says, so please, you know, stay, enjoy. We're so glad you're having fun. We, we, we encourage you to stay there. It, it's, it's all good. I was like, oh, my. The only person who was really feeling guilty about being here was me. <laughs> Everybody else was like, you know, you're, you're better in person. We spend more time. It's more quality time. We love what you're, you're probably loving this. Everybody understood that. And so it really has impacted not just us, but, you know, impacted our children in that way because it's created deeper relationships. Uh, it helps our family value to grow stronger, that foundation. And to the point that even those around us on the outside, they're seeing the difference in us and saying, please continue. It's okay. Go do what you need to do. Everything's going great. 
And so it's been real encouraging. Let me interrupt right now. And this is fantastic, by the way. Let me interrupt right now and mention to the listening audience, we're doing the five mile high view. Your your results may vary. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but here's the thing, you know, Dennis, when we first moved here on uh, Facebook, you know, Facebook is the giver of all truth, right? (laughs) <laughs> and, 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 and there are some groups that we were a part of and we were seeing people that you know they were only living here for a year two years and man they couldn't wait to get out of here they were gone vast but minority I, but there were some there were yeah. some but the biggest key and, and lindy and i were talking about this a lot of it has to do with what you want yep. and what your value is if you really do value football, if you really do value taking your kids out to the band and piano practice, if that's really what, and some people believe that, and, and I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying that's what their value is. They're not going to be happy here because that's not going to happen. But for us, our value was family, introspective, growing together as a family, growing as a community and growing in our faith. And for that, it, it, it really was very beneficial. Yeah, I think you said, you know, it's not going to happen if you're interested in, you know, all the activities. I think it can happen. There are those activities available, mm-hmm. even as a homeschool family. Well, it's the it's same, though. easy. Yeah, like there's piano lessons we can go to, and there's archery classes we can take the kids to, and there's trail life, and there's all these things we could easily plug into and totally fill up our schedules. So I still have to work at that as a homeschool mom to protect our time and our schedule. Um, I... I kind of want a domino effect on some of that um, as the homeschool family, because we, we, I've, you probably saw me post this a while back, knowing that the village is a gold mine. <laughs> and I asked people what their either current or former careers were. Mm-hmm. I thought, man, mm-hmm. as a homeschool family, did you, did you see that post? Yeah. Do you remember yeah. that? I said, Hey, <laughs> I want to know what, what everybody retired from I said you know what was your former career or what what were you involved in because I know this place is a gold mine and, mm-hmm. and we've got to pick the brains of some people and I've made a list of names of people that I am, am going to work on you know going down the list and contacting and getting together we've gotten together with three or four of them a former former police officer out of Arlington Virginia that helped when 9-11 happened um, shared her story um, met with a lady that was her, she, I think she was like a respiratory therapist and then retired. And then her second career, she went back to beauty school and became a um, hairstylist um, and had her own salon. That impresses me. The fact that, you know, you go back to school at that age and have a mm-hmm. second career. And so she got to talk with Hannah, who's been interested in, um, you know, doing makeup and see if that's something she's interested in, you know. Um, there's a couple of guys that were engineers of different sorts that I'm going to get my oldest to talk to because I know he's going to be an engineer of some kind. Um, it's like, it doesn't have to be these overcomplicated professional activities that we're signing up and paying for. It can be right here, your neighbor, your own backyard. Like there's nothing wrong with that. That is educating your kids. They are learning from their elders, and I love that. And that's something that I've missed, wishing I had when I was growing up. I mean, I had a little bit of it, but wow, what an opportunity right here in the village. 
the things you learn from other eighth graders are not exactly the same as you learn from other adults that could give you advice. <laughs> I remember as a child, we had some fascinating neighbors, and I do mean fascinating neighbors. We had a neighbor who was uh, about two doors down, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> coffee in the morning, yeah, uh, about two doors down. He had had his uh, leg amputated below the knee. He was a garage mechanic. A winch had come down and just chopped off his leg. And uh, his wife was uh, allergic to money. I am not exaggerating. The ink on the money literally would make her break out. And wow. uh, the, the the for him, uh, he was building this house. I was just a kid at home during the summer, right? Remember when kid we left kids alone? Do you remember that? Remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I guess I was ninth or tenth grade between that summer. I was a big enough, strong enough kid. This man with a with a hobbled leg is roofing his own brand new home that he's building next door. And so I'm a kid in the summer and I'm like, okay, I'll ride my bike or, oh, I'll go help Mr. Davis. And I throw shingles on my sh- shoulder and go up and throw them up, throw them, throw them, throw them up. And he was like, well, man, thank you so much. I was like, what else am I going to do? And I remember the things I learned mechanically from that man will never be in a textbook. They will never come in an interview because you couldn't learn it. We we have something in our heads these days, and the stinking technology has something to do with it, that we think we can take big events and we can distill them down to about 10 minutes. We can edit them down so they just look like they happen like that. No, it takes time. And in particular with kids, Gavin, I think that's the story you were telling the kids like the time you spend. That's your gift to them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Right. Well, and, and we were talking about, and, and man, boy, y'all, it's y'all such a great interview, and we're running long already, but there we are. We're going to talk about what it's like to hire a contractor. <laughs> let, let me give on, a preface. On my end, yeah, on, on what I wanted to share was that, yeah, you know, we've got the friend that wants to offer a bid and we have the the licensed contractor that we, we kind of know through a friend. And then there's the guy in the community that's done a lot of work in the village and a lot of people know him and can vouch for him. And it's like, oh man, I, I guess, you know, my soft heart, like, oh, I want to, I want to give them my business, but I can't give my business to everybody. I have to choose one because I only need one deck. I think if you really want to understand the concept of contractors, if you go on Facebook and said, I need fill in the blank completed, uh, what are the recommendations? That's all you have to say. And you'll get a few people out here in the village that'll say, I recommend so-and-so for this job. But then you're going to get a whole list of, oh, I can do it. 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 And you're like, okay, that's wonderful. Well, let me show you these pictures. And some of them, I swear they've been Photoshopped. I promise you. Um, and, and you really, and some of them will give you some really, oh, you know what? We've been without work for so long and and I could really use the money. I would be more than happy to do this for, I'll give you a really good deal so that I can be able to feed my little baby and my wife who hasn't eaten for the past six months, you know, and and we've seen all of those situations that pan out. We've, we were working on, like right now we're trying to get uh, a new deck, deck, that deck built. I can't speak. Uh, we've had our entire lot behind us get cleaned. So just basic yard work. Uh, and we've had painting. I mean, so all these yeah. are, and we're working on bathrooms now. So all these pieces, we've contacted different people. And every single time that same response has been, and we've had to ask who's really good and who has out there just to take the money. And and we have found out through the course of the past year, especially there is a large 
as I said earlier, uh, if you live in Hot Springs Village, Hot Springs Village is a target for people to come after you. Yeah. Because they really think that, okay, you have money and I don't. And so this is going to allow me to get a part of that pot. Mm-hmm. There's just and a bunch it, of old rich people that live there and they'll, exactly. they'll buy anything you send to them if you tell That's them a the sad story. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, we had one guy that came out, and we I went ahead and took pity on him. In this particular situation, it was okay because I, and I I knew it was risky, but I was like, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of see where this takes us and give this guy an opportunity. He did do the work. And he did did the work, and we were able to take care of that. But he did not fully finish the work. He left a lot of his tools behind. He gave me a huge gripe on Facebook telling me how bad I was, you know, um, and, and it was all because of the expectation of doing what you promised. But yeah. that was what he did. And I found out later this guy had done the same thing to umpteen people. Matter of fact, our landscape guy said he actually offered this guy a job to help him help him. And he would not fully work for him yeah. because of the same song and dance that he gave us. So it really causes us. And then we had another one that told mm-hmm. us. Like we were trying to get a deck in, they said, well, you don't, you don't need to get, you know, a, a certificate of permit to get that done. And we're we don't like, need no yeah. stinking permits. We don't no. need no permits. And we'll only do it for a quarter of the price of what this other guy said. It's like, yeah, no. So it really, and like Lindy said, you know, some of these people are really likable. Mm-hmm. And and some of them you may actually have a connection with, maybe for the church or. And they really the do know their stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my advice to anybody who's recently moved to the village or going to, I thought about this the other day. I didn't tell you, but my advice is wait at least a full year before doing anything on your home, Mm -hmm. unless it's like an emergency, Mm -hmm. because after all the seasons, you kind of get a better feel for what the priorities are Mm -hmm. and where at first we would have spent money to like clean up the vacant lot behind us. We're going, ooh, we should have spent that on the deck because the deck is in worse condition than we realize. And that's more of a safety concern. Um, My other advice is don't post on Facebook asking, I need somebody to remodel, I'm looking for a remodel for this or that. Because, yeah, you do get all kinds of responses or you get people saying, well, don't use this person because they did this to me. No, instead, one of two things. Go to the village Facebook groups and you can search bathrooms or deck or you know contractor Mm -hmm. and all these previous posts will come up and you can kind of look through and i've gotten several people's names and phone numbers from that way and you know texted or read and decided no i don't want to contact that person or yeah let's contact this person and get a quote or ask people you know take take a six months to a year to get to know your neighbors plug into a church get to know people and then start asking people hey do you know anybody who then it's someone there's a ton of people you know there's a ton of activities here in the village i mean you got the dances you've got bingo you've got you know lions club had their big pancake breakfast you know there's a ton of activity of course then you have your church activities and it's also i think to add to that is you know those old rolodexes you remember those right dennis you know and you need a rolodex basically of contacts that you may not need now but you will probably need it later because there are individuals that we've talked with that said they will do work all throughout hot springs, but they won't do work in the village because of the way the village operates. It's its own community, right? But there are people within the village 
they will only work within the village. They won't work outside. And those are the ones you want. And they're fair. They are fair. You're going to get what you pay for, but they are fair as far as in their pricing. Mm-hmm. And so if you think you're going to, you don't need deck work right now, but you know, somebody does a good deck, write down their name and number and keep that on you so that you can be sure yeah. that you have that for when you will need it later. And with all these communities um, down the streets, you know, we had our neighbor, she just had her countertops redone. Mm-hmm. And she goes, this person is the best one to do our countertops because look, come look at everything. Okay. Well, now that we know we've seen it, they've done well, we're going to write that information down and know we can contact them later when we get ready to do that particular project. I think a lot of people also, and, and this is, I'll, I'll just, I can give several examples. Uh, hey, I'm looking for a place to stay on the, on Thursday. Okay. How many people, mm-hmm. how many cars, how many beds, what ages, do you have pets? Do you want to be on the lake? Do you want to be in the golf course? Do you, are you looking just for price? Are you, I see people post on Facebook things they would never ask somebody in person. Mm-hmm. Hey, I need a place for Thursday. Well, come on. I need more information than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're looking for somebody to do a bathroom. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tile? Uh, linoleum? Yeah. I, I don't Too know. Many what factors. You, if you're If you're going to insist on asking something on Facebook, please make the question at least tangible so that it, it so that it, it's not just a waste of everybody's time. Am I right, Lindy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I scrolled through and sometimes I see a question and I think, well, I have some information I could provide to that. But then I go, mm, no, maybe not. Not wasting my time. Maybe not. Not wasting my time. <laughs> I'm not going to participate in that. I'm not grabbing this tar baby tonight. No, no way at all. <laughs> I'm not. I, I want to be able to sleep and not wake up with 42 messages. Right, Gavin? <laughs> That is true. Very, very true. One point as we wrap up, thank you all so much for coming back. To say the least, that y'all are a blessing to this community is an understatement. Gavin, that that day job thing, what exactly do you do? I'm, I don't know that I understand all this. <laughs> Should I answer that one? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, never mind. Gavin, be quiet. Lindy, what does he do? <laughs> I think I finally came up with the elevator pit. <laughs> 30 seconds. Here you go. He reports data to the state of Texas that has a direct impact on the funding for Texas schools. So data information management. And then a few schools we do assist with HR services. Now, Gavin, Um, uh, are you hiring Gavin? Because I think she did that pretty good. I think you could. uh, (laughs) I have had her uh, step in for me a few times. She's uh, been in training lately. So. I have noticed, I have noticed, I think I've seen uh, uh, where y'all have been at conferences and some, been, and Lindy has like the same shirt that all the other employees have. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I made sure that she, well, the thing is, is when I show up with any kind of shirt or jacket and she thinks it looks comfortable, she then she asked me, why did I not get one? So I made a point now to always order her one. <laughs> I had always asked, is that warm? No, honey. No, no, no. It's very cold. It's only one layer. You wouldn't like it at all. And I'd like to keep it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I, I think it's important for the listeners to know because they do have, um, you know, we are a resource to help individuals with their education choices. And yes, we help. Uh, Texas, that's the primary element, is helping do the reporting. Um, But 
as Lindy mentioned earlier, we homeschool our kids mm-hmm. and we've done private school. We're really big on school choice and not necessarily as Arkansas has recently been voting and all that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's, that's, that's a different con- conversation. But, but we are about parents taking control of their child's education, whatever that may look like, and every person's going to be a little different. Mm-hmm. And, and that is a big part of the business that, that I've been, uh, something that I've been working with. We don't do a lot in Arkansas regarding the reporting but I know that we have answered a lot of questions and helped to help individuals navigate through the processes because we do understand the laws and regulations from that angle. And so anything that we can do to help in that element, we're always more than happy to do. That. A lot of the homeschool um, laws are very similar between Texas and Arkansas. And I have had a lot of people come up to me and ask me about homeschooling here in the Arkansas area. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, uh well, I know in Texas we can do this, or they want to know what curriculum I use. I don't, there's a lot of online programs, I guess, that parents use here in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we do hands-on curriculum, and we're having conversations and opening the books together um, is what we do. But, I mean, I, I'm passionate about talking about it and mentoring other parents and happy to to, to help. Man, I, I think there's a, pod, there's a podcast there, Lindy. I, <laughs> I need to do it. Tell him I need to do it. I love posting in the village Facebook groups. Um, I always say, "Hey, it's your HSV Happy Homeschoolers here," because there's so much negativity that goes on, you know. And um, and I and sometimes homeschooling can get a bad rap. People sure. have this very stereotypical idea of what homeschoolers are like, and I love presenting. Um, our family that we're unique. We're, we're not wearing the jumpers. Mm-hmm. We're not all sitting around strumming the guitar. Not that those are bad things. We're not all homesteading and canning our own vegetables and foods or whatever, stitching. Um, it, it's so homeschooling can look so different. Homeschooling isn't always just about being just at home. Like our kids stay exactly. home. And te- I mean, we teach our kids at home. That's us. But we had somebody says, well, you're fortunate because, you know, some of us, we can we homeschool if we could, but we can't. I mean, they were just very derogatory. And we were like, no, you don't understand. Even though your child's in public school, you can still homeschool while they're in public school, too. It's just they're not a full time homeschooler. And that's OK. Uh, it really fits whatever your lifestyle and your situation. A single parent can't homeschool. I mean, it's very difficult to do so, but there are things that you can learn from the homeschool community to better cultivate your child and what your child needs to learn and to grow and to ultimately become who God intended for them to become. Yeah, I think a parent can homeschool, but it's it's challenging. It can be done. I think the one thing that people need to hear and need to know, because I've worked with uh, charter schools in, in literally third world America, you know, um, I think what people need to hear is that there's a choice. That's the problem. I think exactly. that we think there's this lockstep and you, the kids have to go to school. Well, no, you could homeschool. Oh, no, 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 I couldn't. Well, it's not that black or white. There are there are granularities between there. We've run over time. I apologize. I have one question. Can we post information under your link? Can we can we give people an email address if that's okay to your business? And to, oh, you know? yes, yes. Because I, I guarantee you, there will be people with hundreds of questions, and I'm not <laughs> the one to answer them. Yeah, we <laughs> can definitely do that, and we are working on our parental advocacy site on our website, so we'll provide that and start doing an FAQ and just really start trying to build and answer those questions for people. Would be more. It has been a delight, and I say that with every exaggeration. It has just been wow, what fun. 
We love We're coming guys. back again. I promise. We'll see you probably next year. Okay. Okay. Thanks for watching and listening to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast starring Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com.